Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to the animated series Star Wars Resistance. Alright, hello everyone and welcome to this emergency broadcast of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is a short episode where I was just going to talk about the grand opening of Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland that occurred over the past few days. Um, I wasn't there, but we got to see a lot of great stuff come out of there from uh, the attendees of the grand opening, of the uh, special event opening, uh, and then the public opening uh, just a couple of days after that. And it, it was just so magical to see all of that and what they've created with this and what hopefully m- many of you will get to experience at some point over the next few years. So I just wanted to talk about that real quick and also uh, mainly I have a theory that I wanted to put out there. Um, it may not happen but I wanted to talk about what how I think Galaxy's Edge specifically by two is going to be used. I'll get to that. Let's talk about just all the cool stuff we've seen come out. Um, now, if you're averse to that, like, I don't know if it's really fair to call them spoilers, but if you don't want to know about all the little Easter eggs you can find at Galaxy's Edge, maybe maybe skip this episode. But, you know, I'm going to get into, into that because, well, personally, I think by finding out about them now will be cool because I know what I'll be looking for when I go. More than likely, I'm taking the family in about four years when my youngest, when the studio audience, is five. So he'll have memories of it. Little Han was five when we went to Disney World last year. So, I mean, he's going he's gonna to have memories of it. And then he'll be, he'll be ten on the next trip, and he'll really remember it. Um, so, at worst, we're going to see it in four years. Um, you know, I realize not everybody's going to be able to make it. Uh, it's it's going to be cost prohibitive for some. Um, but I just hope if you're listening to this that you get your chance to go sometime. But you know, people have already people are there right now as I'm recording this. At least at Disneyland on the west coast of America, um, it's opening in Orlando this summer at Disney World. So there's going to be even more opportunities. Um, so, yeah, just to talk about the Disneyland opening, I don't, you know, don't really have a, like, a outline to discuss. It's just really cool seeing all the pictures and videos coming out of there because of all the detail they've put into this thing. And that's what has me excited. You know, I can't wait to go there and see a sleeping loth cat at one of the shops. That is incredible. And... Uh, even though it's going to be 200 bucks to make a lightsaber, uh, to see the videos of how they're doing that, and then people raising them once they've completed them. Th- that should be amazing. Um, not seeing as much of the droid building yet, but I'm sure that'll be something that'll come out. I'm sure the boys will want to get their own at some point. Um, you know, uh, seeing uh, DJ Rex in the cantina, and all the little... I mean, they're, they're Easter eggs, really. Doc Ondor's shop is full of them. 
and some of them, you know, I'll go back and reference, you know, we're in the midst of this media blitz of Galaxy's Edge materials that will help get you ready for the park. Um, again, Thrawn Alliances by Timothy Zahn, which came out last year. Uh, they have visits to Batu. Uh, Pirate's Price is, it, it's an essential reading at this point. I, I've talked about it enough and I'll keep talking about it because it's such a great book, but it's because it's how Hondo set up his Onaka Transport Solutions on Batu. That's a great book. It's a great listen as narrated by Jim Cummings. Um, yeah, check that out. The Galaxy's Edge comic book that is uh, currently on issue two of five. It's about Doc Ondar's um, shop and how he came about some of the rare things in there. And I've already read the first two issues, and some of the pictures that are coming out from that shop have those things that are in the comics. So it's it's entirely accurate. I even, uh, when I tweeted about it recently, uh, the author, I'm looking it up as I talk to you, the author of the comic series said that the artist got to collaborate with the Imagineers uh, from uh, Disney so that it is, is it's entirely accurate and it looks great and I am totally wasting your time because I can't find it um, but yeah yeah check out that oh yes it's Ethan Sachs is the writer and then Will uh, Sliney is the artist um, yeah, he said they worked with Imagineering to bring Batu to life, and it's just incredible. Um, and then, you know, you've got uh, the character experiences with Ray and Kylo Ren apparently just walking around, um, which is cool. I just watched the video of Kylo Ren and Stormtroopers interrogating guests, uh, trying to find out if they are if they know Chewie. Um, uh, you've got Ray in her End of Last Jedi costume. And... One cool thing is that uh, Vi Marathi is there in live action. Uh, at least at Disneyland, she's played by Alex Marshall Brown, who you can find on Twitter, uh, and she's been tweeting out pictures of her adventures there. Uh, that is so awesome because, yeah, you know, I mean, look at this. You got Hondo Anaka, who is from the the Clone Wars cartoon. He was a you know side character pirate, and he's become this, such this memorable character through all the animated series. And he's the one who greets you on the Falcon. And then Vimarati, who, you know, I've talked about her before when I did the book review of Phasma. Um, she was such a memorable character from that book. She's going to be the star of the Black Spire book by Delilah Dawson that's coming out this summer. And just totally awesome that there she is in flesh and blood at the park. And I'm sure they'll have um, somebody playing her at Disney World. Yeah, just cool stuff like that. And then, you know, all the little, like the Lothcat, the animals and the creatures and all the little things you're finding at the shops there are from the animated series and the books. It's, it's all coming together. All the canon counts for this, and it's just really cool. Um, so, that's not even to mention the uh, the Smugglers Run ride where you fly the Falcon. Uh, you can... If you search Twitter, you can find videos of people riding it. And just little cool things like if you ride the ride at night, the when you're flying on Batu in the ride, it's night. You know, they synced it up. And there's a bunch of cool stuff like that. It's it's awesome. 
Um, so, and then, you know, they haven't even opened Rise of the Resistance. That'll be later this year, maybe early next year. So, yeah, it's just great to see all the joy in people's faces as they're posting their selfies and their videos from Galaxy's Edge. And, and not just, you know, the casual fans who have gotten to go the last couple of days, but think about the celebrities who were there and, like, Brie Larson and, of course, Resistance's own Bobby Moynihan. Just so many people like that. You can tell that there are true fans and they're, they're having their time of their life. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to experience this. I've been thinking about how I want to approach this because, you know, since they put such detail into making it as if you're on a of Star Wars World and not at Disney World. Um, you know, they, they, you can purchase a gift card that looks like a Batuan credit and then, you know, pay with that instead of having to run your debit card. I mean, I'm going to do that, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's got me thinking, how, how do we want to approach this? Um, you know, do we do I want to walk around in there with the boys, you know, all of us wearing our Star Wars shirts while my wife, you know, just you know, looks at us and takes pictures? I mean, hey, she appreciates that we're Star Wars fans, but she's not as into it as we are, so, you know, I still love her. Uh, and, I mean, she's... We're going to enjoy the trip no matter what. Um, but she'll just watch us goof off. Um, but, you know, do we do that where we're just, like, Star Wars fans? Or are we going to dress up and pretend we're visitors to that world? You know, because, I mean, all the employees are in character. And I, I'm thinking... We need to go for at least two days. One day to just be fans and do the touristy stuff. And then another day to just be in character and walk around like, oh, here, we're on the two. Let's find you know, res uh, people loyal to the resistance and all that. Uh, th you know, that's what I want to do. Uh, just make a couple of days of experience out of it. So, yeah. It, yeah, I, th I think it's blowing everybody's mind. Can't wait to see uh, the similar reaction on the East Coast. But that will take me into what I'll talk about for the last few minutes. So clearly with the media and the books and the comic books, you know, they're making it a point to say, this isn't just something we came up with for you to visit. This is integral to Star Wars history and the sequel era specifically. I mean, they said when you're there, it's what it's like between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. And so this got me thinking... We've got to be seeing Batu in The Rise of Skywalker at this point. I mean, think about it. You've got a you know, extremely photo-accurate movie set now at a park. I mean, if they go there, there's very little they would have to do cosmetically to make that not look like a tourist, uh, like part of an amusement park. So it would not be hard to just, you know, while they're closed... Just run the cameras in there and do some shots, you know, that you can do for the movie. You know, it, and it doesn't have to be anything long. Think about, like in Rogue One, how long they were on Wolbani when they broke um, Jen out of the prison. The cat is all over me, so if there's background noise, I apologize, but, you know, it's just a quick episode anyway. Um... You know, and like uh, Cassian's time on the Ring of Kefreen, you know, short scenes, you know, you get to see an exotic new location, but it served a purpose to transition to another um, 
to another scene. So I'm thinking, early in the movie, it would be so easy for them to be on Batuu, you know, a couple of minutes, and then, you know, just something important that has to be done there, and then move it along, and we got to see it on the, on the big screen. So I'm thinking, okay, for those of you who don't know, and this is fleshed out in Pirate's Price by Lou Anders, Hondo, well, Chewie loaned the Falcon to Hondo to uh, have, have some repairs done after The Last Jedi. And then, so, yeah, Hondo had it on Batu, and that's when he decides to use it and before he returns it. And that's why the... the Smuggler's Run ride happens because Hondo's hiring a crew to help him on the Falcon. That's what, you know, that's why you're riding it. So then the Rise of Skywalker takes place after that. So why not a scene where Ray and Chewie go to Batu to get the Falcon back? And so I mean they've already you know they got the at the extremely realistic animatronic uh, Hondo for the ride, but then uh, we've seen like videos of on, when you're on the Falcon, like Hondo's talking to you on a monitor, uh, and that looks like they got an actor to dress up and then had Jim Cummings' voice. Okay, well, get that person, and then sneak Daisy and Eunice, if I'm saying his right, uh, you know, the Chewy actor. apologize if I'm not saying his name right. You know, it would not have been hard to sneak them into the, into the park and just shoot a quick scene in front of the Falcon that's there um, of Hondo reluctantly returning it and making some of his quips so that we get a live-action Hondo in a movie and we get to see Batu and that's it. That's all you have to do. You know, two to five minute scene in the beginning of the movie or near the beginning when they get the Falcon back and that's it. I, I mean, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I really hope it, it, I hope, hope it does because that would be really cool. Um, so... That, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to go about 15 minutes, and that's what I did. Um, so I would love to know what you think about it. Um, you know, re- reply to me on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. Um, you know, am I totally off base? Do you think this might be what's, what we get to see in December? Um, and when, you know, um, what are your expectations of the park when you go? Uh, what is it you want to do? I would love to know uh, what you think about it. Um, but that's it. Um, I'll be back with more episodes later. Uh, still have a spoiler discussion of uh, Dooku Jedi Lost that I would like to do. Uh, little Han and I still have to do the uh, Lego Star Wars review. Uh, there'll be plenty to do before The Mandalorian and Resistance start in the fall. Um, but you can find all the previous Radio Dakar episodes on most major podcast platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes. Spotify, Overcast, um, Google Play, if my casts don't destroy everything first. Um, but you can find everything through um, the uh, anchor.fm or the Anchor app. Uh, that's where I, uh, that's who hosts the podcast. So you can find links to all the different podcasts through there. Um, but thank you for listening to this emergency broadcast. Uh, I will see you next time, and may the Force be with you.